welcome to Walking with Spirit with Dr. Ruth Anderson on the International Angels Network and Enlightened World Network. I'm your host, Ruth Anderson, and I'm coming to you live from Colorado. We will be accepting comments or questions from listeners tonight about our topic. So if you're interested, I will give out the phone number a little later into the program. Here at International Angels Network, we explore spirituality, angels, spirit guides, our loved ones on the other side, and much more. Our radio podcasts are available to you on Pocket Cast, Pinterest, Player FM, Podchaser, and now Overcast Radio. Listen to us on Alexa and Echo Amazon devices, or download the TuneIn app. These are all easy sites to use and make it simple to listen to our archive shows. This episode of International Angels Network is sponsored by Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center. For more information, visit holisticrejuvenate.com. Sunday Sturgeon is the founder and CEO of Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center and is a host on our network. I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen in. This show is called Walking with Spirit. Walking with Spirit means consciously living in the physical realm with frequent connection to the divinity in the spirit realm and being open to all that they want me to experience. Every day I check in with my guides, Divine Mother and God, sometimes seeking guidance, sometimes seeking connection, and sometimes seeking their healing abilities. Many days I receive lessons by hearing, seeing, or feeling signs coming in from the energetic realm. I never know what my day is going to look like or what the next learning might be. I'm an author and a spiritual counselor, providing individualized, transformational experiences for my clients using Holy Fire Reiki, energy work, and connection with the spiritual divinity, including the Divine Mother, Archangels Michael, Gabrielle, and Raphael. Tonight's show is the third of our three-week mini-series called Healing from Abuse, A Road to Recovery. This mini-series is a gift of the heart. The idea for these shows came up several weeks back when I was interviewing a friend and fellow lightworker, Monica Augustine. While she was sharing on the show about the work she does with Reiki, Archangel Michael impressed upon her heart that this was a safe space to speak about her history of childhood abuse at the hands of a family member. At the same time, Archangel Michael impressed on my heart that there were listeners who had been through similar situations and would welcome hearing what Monica had to share. It was then that Monica and I both heard the request from Archangel Michael that we together record a series of shows about abuse and healing. I know that this gift of love to you is requiring that Monica stretch herself and take risks, perhaps in ways that she never has before. My role is to offer her the safe space in which to do it, and I'm feeling the presence of both Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael next to us as we are together today. For any of you listening who have been subjected to abuse at the hands or words of another, please join us, settle in, and open your heart to feel these words and the heartfelt connection in which Monica, Archangel Michael, and I are reaching out and embracing you. 
These shows will be aired on Enlightened World Network show called Stepping Into Your Power, because that is what we hope for you, that as a spiritual being having a physical existence, you are able to step into your power. Listeners, if you have not heard the first two episodes of this mini-series with Monica, I encourage you to go into the show archives and listen in. The first episode was called Boundaries. Monica walked us through her years of abuse on a sexual, emotional, and mental basis. She spoke about the importance for someone who has been through abuse to create healthy boundaries. Setting those parameters helped create a safe place for Monica to grow and heal and a healthy place from which to create healthy relationships. One of Monica's many brilliant comments that show was to learn to listen to your higher self and to stop overriding what your higher self is telling you. During her second show called Tuning In, Monica spoke about her healing processes and the activities she participated in that helped bring about that healing. She shared her beautiful song called Rescue Me and walked us through a Reiki spirit release process that was very helpful in standing in her own truth and energy without the overlay of energy from others impacting her. Monica incorporated spiritually transformative methods to help her get to this place today where she is able to reach out and support others in their healing journeys. So welcome to week three of Healing from Abuse, A Road to Recovery. This episode is called Trusting the Healing Process. If any of you would like to comment about the topic or ask Monica a question, please call 1-516-453-9162 and make sure to press number 1 to get into the host queue. With that, I would like to tell you about our guest this evening, Monica Augustine. Monica's career passion is to support clients to gain clear insight, release inner blocks, and heal so they can take positive action to experience the life they desire. She gains information by asking questions, actively listening, and using her empathic, clairaudient, and clairvoyant skills. She then uses Reiki to release and clear inner blocks and life coaching to support positive action steps. Monica has training as an intuitive reader and is certified as a Reiki master teacher and life coach. In addition, Monica founded and directed Wildflower School of Voice in Boulder, Colorado for 20 years before selling it at the end of 2014 and transitioned into her new work full-time. On the personal side, she's lived in Colorado for 26 years, has been married to her husband Kevin for 23 years. Together they have two boys, Greg and Will. Monica loves to be with her family, sing, exercise, and devote time to friends and her spiritual practice. So welcome, Monica. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rue. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. And Monica, I know you have a lot that you'd like to share with us tonight. So let's just jump in. Where would you like to start us off? Yes. Well, I'd like to just thank anyone that that is listening tonight or that's that's listening right now 
at a later time. And I'm really glad that you have found us. Um, I'd like to start with um, letting people know that the goal for these uh, radio shows and this mini-series is to support and empower anyone that has been abused um, to heal, to find to find uh, tools and skills to heal, and the courage to heal. It does take a lot of courage to heal because it we have to go into a lot of uncomfortable memories and experiences. And sometimes I've had people, clients or friends, ask, you know, is it easier to just, um, is it easier to just kind of forget about it and not deal with it because my life is too busy and, um, which is understandable. Like my life is too busy. I have my my kids. I've got this life now. I don't want to have to go back and dig up my, what feels like a previous life. And what I'd like to say to, to those people, because it's like, what's going to happen is, or what I found for myself and for other um, people in my life is it's better, it's not better to just ignore it and because um, it's going to show up in one way or another in your life and say your habits or your your confidence and a lot of times it shows up in unhealthy ways, whether it be obsessive compulsive disorders or overeating, overbuying, um, and maybe even more severe things that that can, not always, but can show up, you know, say drinking or anything. Those destructive patterns can just easily manifest in there and come out in different ways. So anyone that's listening and asking, is it better to just ignore it? I have... I have so much to do, my life is so busy, and I don't have time to deal with this. It's so understandable, completely understandable. I think I've said that so many times in my life, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. I don't want to – I have so much to do that's actually really positive now. I don't want to have to deal with this. But I notice it's showing up in different ways. So just so people know – you can take it, the important thing here is you can take it at your own pace. Really, your psyche and your spiritual, mental, emotional, and spiritual selves know what you are capable of doing and handling at different times in your life and different moments. And in my experience, um, when a lot of it was coming up, I actually was running a school, uh, voice school, and I had a lot of students, young people, and I, I needed to be on, I needed to be sensitive, I needed to be compassionate and understanding, supportive. There was no room to be irritable or um, just not with that. I really needed to be with them. So I would... I got I learned I started trusting which is this this is what this show is titled trusting the healing experience the process and I learned to say all right I've got a long weekend <laughs> and it was uncanny and amazing how this would happen my son was with his godfather or with some friends a sleepover and I had a long weekend and I would say all right, body, 
spirit, God, and, and that deeper part of me, I have some time. And I wanna I wanna clear this out. It's gonna take time, but I know. But I have I have three days, <laughs> and it was uncanny how things would just memories and dreams, things would start happening, and a lot of it is uncomfortable. It just is, it, and that's an understatement. It's very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's. Um, I just really want people to know it's worth it and to trust that healing process. And you can ask for it in your own time. I've got this much time. It's like you're talking to your higher self in a way. And you are, and it will respond. And just want people to know that that is a great way to approach it. It doesn't mean you have to be in turmoil every day of your life, suffering and reliving this and trying to work and take care of your family and exercise and just have, you know what I mean? So just want to just get that across. Yeah, to start. And so, and right, no, that's a great start. And you were talking about um, during one of the other shows about listening, learning how to listen to your higher self. And now you're saying not only learn to listen to them, but but work in conjunction with your higher self. Yes, that's a great wow. way to put it, Ruth. Yes, exactly. Listening and and co almost like co healing, co creating this process mm-hmm. and it really it's very powerful and it really works. Mm-hmm. Wow, so I wanted lovely. to Yeah, I wanted to get that out there first because this life is so busy and there's so much crazy already going on in the world and it's totally understandable if people are like, I just don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't. I don't have mm-hmm. the energy or the time. And just want them to know, anyone listening, that you can set your pace. You really can. And you just got to know that that's possible. I don't know if a lot of people know that. So I wanted to put that out there. And I want to also just, like you were doing earlier, Ruth, when you are introducing the show, was just to recap that there were two shows before this. One was on boundaries and one was on tuning in. And boundaries, just to recap a little bit, is so important because when you're, um, when you're abused, especially at a really young age, develop, you, you haven't even developed yet your mental, emotional, or your, your physical body, you just don't even realize that that is an option. And so this is really important for people to know that you are the queen or the king of yourself, and you get to say what does and what doesn't happen with you, and that is your right. And that is something that I just never really got that until later in my life. And I would notice even in high school or even, say, 20s, 30s, I I would really watch people. I observed people a lot, especially people I admired. I would notice women that were strong, and they would say, no, I'm not able to do that. That is something I, I just was not able to do. I was always feeling like I had to be compliant and please everyone and do what everybody asked me to do. And it sounds crazy, but when you don't know any different and you – you have those deep fears and anxieties of speaking up for yourself or saying anything, you just don't even realize that that's an option. But I'm just 
I'm here to say it is an option. And if you're the, the master of anything, if we're the master of anything in this life, it's ourselves. And that is a worthy, a worthy task because we, I believe, are here to master ourselves and our thoughts and our emotions. And that's really important. I want people to know. And um, one other thing that sometimes people think, why wouldn't I use my boundaries? Like, why wouldn't I speak up for myself? But a lot of times, boundaries have a lot to do with fear of abandonment and getting hurt again. If we don't, you know, if we don't say, if we say, no, I, I'm not able to do that. Um, and before we would be hit for that or, or really hurt for that. And so we are human. We are connectors. We, we love belonging and so we don't want to be left alone for speaking up for ourselves or being put down. I mean, speaking up for ourselves, standing up for ourselves, and even just saying our point of view is scary. Honestly, for mm-hmm. me, a lot of times, I didn't even want to say my point of view because it was very, very scary. So just knowing when people, when we are getting ready to set those boundaries and you learn more about them, just know that that was then and this is now. And just remember, like, get yourself here in the present moment and look around you. I, I, I use this a lot. Like, around, look around myself, look around my life, look at my house. I am safe now. I, that was then, this is now. Those people aren't here in my life now. And I'm safe now. It might not feel like I am because I'm remembering the past. But just remember, you are safe now. And this is your right to master yourself. It's nobody else's right. So that, I wanted to just say a little bit about boundaries. And then in tuning in was the second um, of the three-part mini-series. And tuning in, the most important word I would say when you are tuning in, because you're going to start to feel and remember things when you start tuning in. You're going to feel a lot of emotion. You're going to have a lot of feelings. And a lot of people, which I totally understand because I was like that for sure, and now I'm not so much like that, um, but we're afraid of our feelings. And because feelings can be painful and they can remember us, remember how we've been hurt. And, and so I would encourage people when you're tuning in to tune in with self-compassion and, and patience and self-love and acceptance and just really get those to go beyond concepts but to experiences. It takes time, but the key words when you're tuning in is self-acceptance, self-compassion, patience, and forgiveness. Just keep that in mind. And as we're, as we're actually on the subject of tuning in, I would love to do a a Holy Fire Reiki experience with everyone that's called the, um, it's, it's only about, we'll, we will just do like five to seven minutes, but it, um, it's called the Holy Fire Healing Experience. Does that sound good with you, Ruth? I'm ecstatic. Are you kidding? <laughs> Great. I can't wait. Okay. We'll get started. All right. So this is for everyone. This is this would be an example of tuning in. It's just when you are present with your your body, your mind, 
your inner dialogue, your sensations in your body, and just know, everyone, that you are safe and you have a divine intelligence. Everybody does. You are very intelligent because you're connected to divine intelligence. That's what made us. That's what created us. So we all, everybody, no exceptions, are part of that intelligence. So there's nothing to fear. And just continue to tell yourself that and begin to experience that. So I'd like to begin with letting people know this is a Holy Fire Healing Experience. And this is one way you can begin to identify where there might be stuck energy or negative energy that's limiting you and holding you back and keeping you hostage in a way. That's how I kind of look at it. So if everyone could, for the next five to seven minutes, just get yourself really comfortable. And whether you're laying down, whether you're sitting in a comfortable chair, just make sure your all your muscles are completely relaxed. And you just, for this next five to seven minutes, you don't have to think about anything or do anything. And also, I'd ask you to trust anything that comes up, that you're safe and that you are okay. Okay, so what I'd like everyone to do is I'd like to ask all the listeners to think of an issue that he or she would like to have healed. And I'd like them to close your eyes and meditate on this issue. There's no wrong answer or no wrong issue. <laughs> and so the first question is, if the original cause of this issue were to be located somewhere in your physical body, where would it be? And I empower you to trust your intuition. You're a very intuitive being. If you had any difficulty at all choosing this area, I just want to assure you there is no wrong answer. I want you to imagine that you are looking into that area. And if this issue had a shape, what shape would it have? And just say it to yourself. Okay. And if this issue had a color, what color would it have?
And if this issue had a texture, what would this issue feel like? If this issue had a weight, how heavy or light would this feel? And if this issue had a temperature, what would its temperature be? And now I would like to take it just a step further. And I would like to say, what would this issue like to say to you? What would it like to share with you? And trust whatever it says. And it doesn't mean you have to act on it right away, but at least just trust what it says. Now what I'd like people to do is to just take a minute and if you can find, um, have a piece of paper or journal or pen close by, and write down anything that comes to you with this, this experience we just did. This can take, this experience can take as little or as long as you'd like it to take. But this is a taste of how you can begin to tune in. So if you got a shape and a color, texture, weight, and if you didn't get a color, texture, weight, or temperature, that's okay. If you got anything, write that down. If you got some dialogue or words from this, this shape, because really this is energy. It's stored in your body, and we're made of energy. And Thoughts and feelings and emotions are energy, too, and, and they hold extreme intelligence. And so I encourage you to trust that and just write that down, anything you can write down that you remember. And this starts to help people learn to tune into their bodies and into their intuition and into their higher selves. I believe it's all the same thing, they're just different words. But this is about not just running, running away from running to the next thing. Like, you know, when we, which most of us do, I definitely can speak for myself, is when we get a, a thought or a feeling that's uncomfortable, it's easy to run to something like food, even, even if it's not like, you know, a dire situation, but like food or spending or um, turning on a program where you just kind of zone out. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. There's nothing wrong with anything. It's just 
that we want to be mindful observers, and that's going to help us heal. It's going to really help us heal these these um, these energies that are in our bodies that maybe make us do things we don't really want to do. So this is called the Holy Fire Healing Experience, and it is such a great exercise. I do this with my Reiki clients. I do this with myself, and it, it's just so revealing. I think it's such a great, a great experience. Yeah. Monica, can I share something yes. about that? Please. So, yeah, so what I appreciate about this experience, and I did write down a list of, of things that I felt and saw um, intuitively, and I immediately felt um, a trigger in my solar plexus, so right where my ribs come together, it really just kind of kicked me right in the, right in the gut. Mm. And I just listened into it, and then I was able to see um, and sense what, my, what energy my body had been storing and the message that it was trying to give me. And what I really like about this experience is it acknowledges our bodies and the work that our bodies do in holding on to energy to help us process it. But I think so many of us just ignore our bodies. And so even when our body gives us a message, like a headache or a stomach ache or stress in our neck and shoulders, I, you know, you grab an aspirin and you try to make it go away rather than stopping and really listening. So thank you for um, giving me a reason to pay attention to my body and the messages that it's trying to share with me. So that was lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I have found that it's so easy to, I include myself in all of this because I've thought and felt probably everything in the world you could feel um, with this healing process. And I, um, I just find that it's so easy for us all to be in our heads, like you said, Ruth. And really the healing really begins to happen in a profound way when we are really present with our our bodies and really mm-hmm. listen to our our um inner dialogue and and the experiences are what moves things. And and this is another thing that just came up is when it comes to abuse and and it could be all levels, you know, it it doesn't have to be extreme sexual abuse, physical abuse. It can be anything, any kind of where you felt I was violated and this created this um belief in me now or this habit in me, just so people know that. But um it's just one thing that will really, really help, and this is, for me, in my experience, this was down the road for me, and I'm actually just now really getting to understand what it means. So for people that are just on this path and this journey and are starting to remember things or thinking this may have happened to me and you may have repressed it, just really important to take your time and don't be in a hurry. Be patient with yourself and do your best to never be hard on yourself. And that compassion piece is really important. And one thing that can really help relieve the pain and the suffering 
of the abuse that you are freeing yourself of is to not identify with it or put a story around it. Stories actually, I think, are so important at the beginning because you're beginning to understand your story. And I think it's so important at the beginning of healing to say, this happened to me because there's a lot of anger and shock and denial and grief, and it's important to have that story. So don't let anyone take that away from you at first because at first it's like they're like stepping stones. It's important to feel it. And then as you get to become more, have more tools and more skills with, with this process, unidentifying and not putting a story on the pain and the, the thing that happened is going to help it move faster. And that, for an example, Ruth, would be something I used to always say, here's my story, <laughs> would be that kept me in it, would be um, I'm a rotten apple, I'm a bother, I'm a burden, why would anyone want to be with me? Why this? Why would anyone want to hang out with me, or be my friend, or love me? I mean, how can you love me? I'm. I make so many. Like all of that is stories that I actually believed for a long, long time, and I would just pile it on. <laughs> so it was hard for it to move and heal because I kept feeding it. So what I'm saying is, if you can be a mindful observer, curious observer. And you can cry. You're going to cry. and You're going to be mad. Just let yourself do that without, like, making up a story that you are a piece of crap or anything like that. Do your best. I'm telling you, it's probably going to be hard. It was really hard for me. I tried not to say it, but it, I would just say it anyway. I would just, it, it's just patience, forgiveness, compassion. It's like, the key words to the game here. Do you know what I mean, Ruth? Yes, yes. And and I'm thinking, too, the four key words that you had mentioned before, and I think you just mentioned them again, self-acceptance, compassion, forgiveness, and is the fourth one patience? Patience, yeah. I have, I patience. have self, okay. self-compassion, self-love as one, patience and acceptance as two, and forgiveness okay. the third. It's just okay. so important to, like, get those out of concept mode and into experience mode, into action. So that would be examples, again, are uh, patience, like, say, that you don't want to be angry at the person that did it. I never wanted to feel anger or be angry at anybody, but I had to accept that I was pretty pissed off and I was pretty mm-hmm. mad because I'm thinking, what what were you thinking? Why wasn't anyone watching me? <laughs> Why wasn't anyone taking care of me? So then you just have to have patience and acceptance for where you are on the path, and it's so important. And and also accept if you if you you get mad <laughs> and get angry. So that's um, those are just really important words for this this process. Yeah. Well, and I I see those words coming together and being really important when one does that holy fire healing experience. Oh, because yeah. I could, right? I could see that oh, yeah. that healing experience could really kick up some uncomfortable emotions. 
And so using those words and that connection to your higher self, so almost like a triangle of you've got the connection to your higher self on one side, you've got those beautiful words and attributes that you just encouraged us to use while you're going through that holy fire healing experience. It just feels like such a, a safe, loving way to walk through that experience with yourself. Yeah, I agree, Ruth. I think they go hand in hand because they're um, uncomfortable stuff's just going to come up. It just is. And people have to, it's really important that people know that. Uh, it's going to come up. It's not going to be pleasant. Now, I'm actually referring to experiences that have been, say, suppressed for a long period of time because um, that's the way that we um we protect ourselves. It's actually an amazing, amazing gift that we all have. We're, we're all capable of that. So I'm I'm referring more to, say, those really suppressed things that are almost shocking when you're like, what? That must have been just a mistake. My mind just must have been thinking about some movie I watched or, you know. But it's, yeah, I agree, Ruth, that those those three words go really well with the Holy Fire Reiki healing experience, yeah. And is that holy fire healing experience something that you could do repeatedly, wouldn't you think? Because mm-hmm. each time you do it, you're going to be bringing up something else. Oh, yeah. It can definitely, you can use it all the time. And anybody that isn't um, uh, in Reiki or, you know, attuned or anything right now, that's okay. Um, we can, um, there's a, you know, we can somehow get them Really, what I just did, though, they can just follow that, you know, follow that process and pause the recording at any time and just take more time with it if they'd like. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing. And, Ruth, it, you can do it every day if you want because it doesn't always have to be even super, super deep, really emotionally charged stuff. It could be just like right now I could do it. And I'm sure I would find somewhere that I might be holding some fear or anxiety, and then I would just listen to the intelligence in it. I'm afraid I'm not enough. That comes up for me a lot. It comes up uh, probably, I'm, I'm guessing, for a lot of us, and especially if there's been a, you know, a history of abuse, because that's a, definitely a big, big word for that, for that group of people. So, yeah, you can do it at any time. And... Ruth, one thing I wanted to do also now, it just guided, I had a, I had a bunch of stuff laid out, and I was just kind of going to see where it would flow. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to do another experience that would give some more tools to people that are listening. And Good. we'll do this, we'll do this together as well. This is just about three, mm-hmm. three to four minutes. And again, if, every, if everybody can just be really comfortable and enjoy this time where they don't have to think about anything or do anything <laughs> except this wonderful exercise. And so this is coming out of called Clear Quiet Mind by Kevin Scheninger. And it's on Amazon, and it's an amazing book. I'm on my third time reading it. And it's amazing because I find new things every time I read it again. And what I'd like to do is have everyone just repeat it with me. I'll say it first. And I'd love 
for you to say it with me out loud, or you can say it in your mind the second time. So this is called a detachment drill. And it's not the same as dissociation. That is almost more like repression, like that never happened. This is more like, hmm, it would almost be more like say that you're watching a child, say you're watching a child learn a new skill and you're watching them learn to plant a flower in a garden or ride a bike or learn to read or learn to do multiplication or even addition. or And it's it's like you can see them learning. You can see them trying to new, get their brains around something new. And it takes time and compassion, and, and they have to be patient with themselves. So it's kind of like that. So what I'd like to do is... is have you repeat these with me. Because um, when we realize, I'm taking this right out of Kevin's book, is when you realize that you're much more than anything you think, feel, and do, or anything that's ever happened to you, this helps us detach and helps us let go. It helps us discover a deeper underlying presence, which is calm, peaceful, free, and clear. And so I'm going to start with, I have thoughts and opinions, and I am more than these. So I would say it it back? Yeah, I'll say it a second time. We'll say it together. And when you say it, I want everyone to feel it in their bodies and believe it. Try to believe it, even if you're like, I don't believe that yet. Just um, It's okay to fake that you believe it to start. (laughs) So here we go. I have thoughts I have and thoughts opinions. And opinions. And I am and more, I am more than, than these. And now I'll read the next one. I am conscious. I am a conscious observer who can entertain many different thoughts. And together. I am a conscious I observer. I am a conscious observer who can, who can entertain, entertain many different thoughts. Many different thoughts. And when you say these things, feel the resonance in your bodies of what that feels like. The next one is, I choose the thoughts that work best at any given moment. And here we go. I choose the thoughts thoughts that that work work best at any any given moment. I have emotions and feelings, and I am more than these. And we'll say it together. I have emotions. I have emotions and feelings. And feelings. And I am more than these. And I am more than these. I have interests and desires, and I am more than these. I have interests interests and desires, and I am more than me. And this next one especially is helpful for people that have been physically and sexually abused. I have a body, 
and I am more than a body. And together, I have a body. I have a body. And, and I, I am, am more than a body. Than a body. My body is just a vehicle in which my soul has experiences. Together, my, my body, body is just, is a, just vehicle a vehicle in which my, in soul, which my soul has, has experiences. experiences. And I am more than my experiences. And together, I am more and more than my experiences. And our last one is I am a witnessing presence who could choose how I relate to whatever happens. And together, I'm a witnessing, I am presence, a witnessing presence who can choose who can choose how I relate how I relate to whatever happens to whatever happens. And just feel that in your body. Those words have power, and they change. Your chemistry. Also remind you that you are not a victim and you are safe and you have choice to how you relate to whatever happens. You have that choice. So those are wonderful affirmations. And I use those types of things a lot. In the morning, I have a a morning ritual with what's called a Reiki grid. Ruth, you probably have one. And I put, like, my affirmations, my goals, my my hopes for peace for people, my clients, the planet. And I say them, I feel them as if they've they've already happened. Not as if they're going to, but that they've already happened. I am free. I am healthy. My family is free. They are healthy. The world, the planet, lives in peace and harmony. It's similar. And to feel the vibration of the words as the sound moves through you, it really changes things. And it empowers you. It empowers us to know that we are not victims anymore. We don't have to be. And and that can be scary. That that could be a whole other thing. That can be scary because then we're taking responsibility for ourselves. And I remember at one point in my life that I was like, oh, my God, I'm scared to not be a victim because then I actually have to take responsibility for all these things, like what I think, what I say, what I do. I'm responsible, you know. But at the same time, we're more than all of it. So it's kind of being able to hold hold both of those ideas in your heart and your mind. I love what you're saying, Monica, that, that we are bigger 
than just our bodies. But I, I really like what, what Kevin wrote there because it, yeah. it really helps us kind of put things into perspective. It really does, Ruth. It's so true. And Kevin has been on this path his whole life, and he is just has the best stuff in that book. And I'm, I'm on Chapter 5 now again, and I'm like, oh, I can't – didn't even know I read that last time. <laughs> so it's, you know, when you keep rereading, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even. But there's exercises in the book, and there's that, that was one of them. And there's journal pages that people can write down. It's, it's a wonderful kind of like a book exercise journal. It's terrific. And I like to pull in different things from different people or organizations that I've that have really helped me grow and share it with other people. So, yeah, and um, let me just see. Um, so we, I want to make sure prepare? we get to play <laughs> your song. Yes, okay. I want to make sure we get to play your song. So yeah. it's called Shine, and um, what was what was what brought you to write this song? And then, and then we'll play it. I, we've got like two minutes before we need to play it. So oh, okay. what, what, what brought you to the point of writing the song? Um, what inspired me to write Shine? I love that song. And um, it was a, the inspiration was that I could feel that I was more I, than fear. This was when I was deeply in fear. Just I could feel it was more than fear, but I I just couldn't get to it yet. Like I can see the sun, but it moves. Like it felt like it was always moving. I couldn't I couldn't totally grasp it. The freedom would be the sun, and what I was longing and yearning for that freedom and that peace and that healing, but I couldn't quite get it. So it's a hopeful song, and well, it's a moody, but it's hopeful. And it's kind of someone that's trying to shine to get there. Okay. Yeah, and it was. Well, let's it was, have. Let's have mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to tell people that it was actually played and highlighted on a 9 11 independent film as one of the main songs. And it, it went so beautifully with the firemen that were searching through the rubble. It was beautiful how it worked so it was pretty cool oh great well i let's listen to it now claudia could you please start the song
Wow. Wow, that was beautiful, Monica. And and I could just imagine the a film for nine eleven being played in the background of that. That was that was stunning. Um, Monica, you are giving us such a gift here tonight in the last three weeks of healing and it's a it's a beautiful gift. And if I could envision what that looks like for people, it just feels like this really soft pink blanket <laughs> of healing. It's, mm. it's really beautiful. If people wanted to contact you or learn a little more about what you do, can you give us your contact information? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, people can reach me at energiahealingarts at gmail.com. Energia is E-N-E-R-G-I-A healing arts no spaces at gmail.com and my my website is energia hyphen transformyourlife.com and they can reach me from there and i also schedule appointments and sessions um there's a scheduler a scheduler and a calendar on my email my uh, website as well and i would love to I love to hear from people and support them. That's great. And I let me just say, I love your music, Monica, and I have Thank your CDs. You. But if, if folks want to listen to more of your music, there is a special on Amazon right now. And listeners of International Angels Network can actually get three months at, for 99 cents with Amazon's Music Unlimited. So you can listen to Monica's albums and songs with Amazon Music Unlimited. It's for a limited time only, and it does renew automatically, and this is for new subscribers only. So if you look um, in the show description in writing here, you'll see there's actually two links. One is to Amazon Music Unlimited, and one is to Monica's album on Amazon. So please check those out. So Monica, Unfortunately, we need to go for the evening, and mm-hmm. I cannot thank you enough for these three weeks of healing and love that you've provided on this show. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you for having me back. I enjoyed being on here. No. Oh. My gift, absolutely. So, my friends, it is truly an honor to be among the hosts of International Angels Network and Enlightened World Network. And I look forward to walking with spirit and you next week. So good night and God bless. 